Hello everybody, welcome back to Elder Geeks Game Club. This is episode number 21. My name is Steve Wilkinson, and with me on the internet horn telephone machine is Phil Summers. Phil, how are you doing tonight? Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. And of course, editor, editor owner, and man in charge of eldergeek.com, Randy Yasenchuk. Hi-ho! Randy. How you doing, Randy? Randy here. Doing well, man. Doing awesome. It's it's nice to be on a show where I'm not hosting it. I love this show because I'm not hosting it. <laughs> I got when I was uh, with you on Elder Speak last week. Uh, I definitely I know where you're coming from. I, it was very relaxing just to kind of get on there and be like, eh, I don't have to really you know say something or not you know either or. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I was when I had to do. Uh, it's been forever since I had to introduce, and when we did uh, the Shemuzel Radio one last week. I felt the same way. I was like, oh, no, I got to I gotta do the intro. It's been so long. It's hard, <laughs> hard leading the show, man. Well, I, you know what it is also with, with this, with um, the game club, I, I find that I, I say the same thing almost verbatim every single time. So I try to mix it up every now and then, and I usually fail terribly. And, yeah, and you just got to say the stupid. same thing. Yeah. Not, to, not to get us too far off track or anything, but you know what I have to do for every day for game club? Or not game club, but for uh, Elder Speak? What's I literally have to write out today is Wednesday, April, whatever, 2012. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I have it written out in front of me because <laughs> otherwise I will I will goof it up every time. Yeah, if I didn't have the show notes in front of me with the actual number that we're on, I probably would say something completely wrong. <laughs> but anyway, for those of you tuning in, the uh, this is the game club where we, we take a game, an indie retro uh, or a classic game. Uh, we spend a couple weeks playing it. And kind of put together our thoughts, and then we get together and record this podcast where we dissect it and discuss it in sort of a book club conversational kind of format. It's not an official review; it's just kind of uh, us sharing our thoughts in a yeah. laid-back kind of atmosphere. And this time around, we played the game Offspring Fling, which is a indie game, and I guess it's Flash. Um, yeah, because it comes, it's. Uh, Adobe Air, so I would imagine it's built on, on, in Flash. And Phil, why don't you go ahead and give us a little backstory on Offspring Fling? Sure. So, as you said, it's an indie game. It's a puzzle platformer. And the game is about a mother chick. I guess she's a chick. Um, and she has to save her babies by basically throwing them around levels. Uh, so, you know, you pick them up and you got to throw them to, like, an exit or carry them to an exit. Um, so it was released uh, March 30th, just... Two weeks ago, uh, for $7.99, I was about to say $17, for $7.99, uh, and it was available through the Offspring Fling website and Desura. Um, so the game was developed by K. Pulv, which is basically the short version of the creator's name, Kyle Pulver. Uh, Kyle created, he's known for like a bunch of freeware games. Um, I don't know, has you guys ever played like Bonesaw? Verge or Jotobots, did you ever hear of those? No, those names, them? they're not even familiar to me, the names. I have heard of Bonesaw because Josh Welchel did the uh, did the soundtrack for it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I remember you were, I think you said that last week, actually, yeah. Yeah, he did, he did, he did the, uh, the soundtrack for that, and if I look, if I remember correctly, Josh also helped out with, with the testing on this game. Did he? Now, I, I saw his name on the credits somewhere on the, on the website. Oh, alright. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, small world, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, the game is kind of inspired by, like, I guess, SNES-era games. Um, you know, he grew he grew up playing those, and, you know, that's where his inspiration came from. Uh, he started the project at a game jam 
which was uh, in May 2011, and the theme was motherhood because it took place during Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. And the initial idea for the game was actually sketched out in about an hour, and it was built on that whole concept of picking up the babies and how the babies kind of alter the main character in, in the way that how she becomes like taller, so the hitbox kind of grows, mm-hmm. and you know how it weighs her down. You know, the more babies she has, it weighs her jumping down. And then from there, it kind of expanded into well, maybe we can start throwing the babies around and make the puzzles that way. Um, so he was happy enough with the project that he decided to continue working on it after that. And eventually, it kind of grew to the point where he decided he would actually charge for it. Um, the uh, music was done by Alec. Oh, I'm gonna blow this. Uh, <laughs> Buckle <laughs> Hol- up. Here we go. <laughs> Holoka. That's not right. That sounds right. Okay. Alec Holoka. Uh, he's actually the uh, co-creator of Aquaria. Okay. Um, and he actually did the music at the Game Jam for the original version. So he kind of also, with um, with Kyle, kind of you know continued developing this game afterward. Um, on a, as a kind of a side note, uh, Kyle started a company called Retro Effect. And he started that company with two other developers, and they've been working on this game called Snapshot for a few years now, which I think has been in development since 2008. Um, it actually looks pretty cool. It's kind of it's about like it's a platformer, but you you like take pictures, and I think you kind of like move them around the stage to make like new platforms and stuff like that. I think. Hmm. Um, so uh, it looks cool. Maybe that could be like a future uh, game club game, and. Like I said, all his games are freeware games. I, went, I wanted to check them out, but I didn't have time because I've been pretty busy since since uh, in between this game club and the last one. Um, but I want to check out some of his games because, as you will find out, I really liked Offspring Fling, so I'm very curious to see what else he's done. Um, so that's about it for the history. I got a lot of that off blog posts that he wrote on his own website, and I actually listened to a podcast today. Well, not the whole thing because I ran out of time at work, but... Because it was like a two-hour thing. I listened to like half of it. Um, it was actually by Alec um, through his website, Infinite Ammo, and he has a podcast where he tries to interview other indie developers, and he had one where he interviewed Kyle and his housemates um, who are also developers, and they just kind of talked about, you know, their what they do. So it was it's a good uh, it's a good listen. And, yeah, check out Infinite Ammo and Kyle's website, which I think is kpulv.com. I remember correctly. Let me double check that before I am completely wrong. <laughs> uh, well, I must be wrong. Well, why don't we, uh, since that, that'll wrap up the history, I'll find the correct URL. Um, so, thoughts on Offspring Fling? Randy, you, Steve, you want to start? Uh, Steve went first last time, and I think, Phil, you went first last time, so I'll, I'll go first this time. <clears throat> um, okay. I really enjoyed Offspring Fling. Um, for for those who have never played it and who are just kind of hearing about it for the first time, it is it is essentially a side-scrolling platform puzzle game that uh, is is made in the same vein as as a Super Nintendo game. And and uh, in fact, on on the website you you can actually see a Super Nintendo box art kind of made for the game, except it says Super Pretendo on it, which I think is a pretty clever little spin. Mm-hmm. But um, the puzzles themselves, I thought, were really, really satisfying. The gameplay itself was incredibly satisfying. The music was was perfect for the time period and I guess just for the, the type of game itself. So I think not only did it work well 
as far as a current game goes, but I think it would have done well back in 1996 or 1992 or whatever you know year this might have come out if it were an actual Super Nintendo game. Um, I found the puzzles to be adequately challenging. I thought they were really fun, and uh, I thought that it was a, a very clever use of the you know the picking up of the of the children and and throwing mechanics because I. I a lot of times when we play these games, it feels like the developers are throwing us in on the deep end. And I think that uh, this game does a great job of like building up your skills and your knowledge base of how the game works and then gives you adequate puzzles to solve while you're doing it. And that's kind of great because none of, the, none of the puzzles you feel like completely defeated. But at the same time, people might think, well, does that game make the game too easy? And, and the answer is no, because when you're done with the entire game, you can go back through and challenge yourself by trying to get them done faster and faster and faster. And that's kind of where the, the replay value comes in for the game. Right. So all in all, I cannot say too much negative about Offspring Fling. I really wish that I had more negative to kind of come to the table with it, which is, which is kind of weird, but... Um, I, I, I really like it. I, I truly enjoyed the art style. I thought that... I thought they're going to be a little bit more polished just on the, the intro art screens and everything like that, but that's mm-hmm. if that's one of my only complaints about the game, that's pretty awesome. And um, aside from that, my only secondary complaint is that the the standard keyboard controls, I feel, are a little bit wonky. And I, I know that the, yeah. the game comes with joy to key, but at the same time, I didn't feel like going through all of that, and I was kind of hoping for a little bit of a more native-feeling control on the keyboard. But that... That is really it. I, I am so impressed with with this game that, without a doubt, I would give this a worth buying. I would give this a worth buying twice. Very cool. So the- yeah, I you know, it, it's funny. I, I kind of agree because I actually like. I finished it. How how long did it take you to finish the game? Uh, about get through those hundred stages. hours, I think. Because I kind of okay. suck at puzzle games. All right. Um, I don't want to say how long it took. I know I know how long it took you, and you like kicked my ass, but still. <laughs> it was like it was under two hours. So, uh, yeah, like I, I played through it pretty quickly, and that was kind of my thing too. I was like, you know, I don't really have any complaints about this game, and I was like really trying to think of something. The only thing that stood out to me is the way the game works is, um, it's kind of got like the if you get stuck. Right, you can kind of skip ahead a few stages as long as you, when you beat a stage, you get a flower petal, or a flower actually, and if you get enough of those flowers, it kind of opens up like another group of stages. I don't know if you noticed that or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you get stuck, you can skip one. The only one I got stuck on, I, I wrote it down actually, was the 96th stage uh, called Dramatic Toss. Um, now, Randy, if you remember this one, it's just you know most of the game, most of the stages are like single screen ones. Yeah. And it's one where you throw the baby through um, a little area. It's like a little boxed-off area, and it hits little, um, you know, it hits the bumpers, and then it bumps up into the air, and you have to jump up and catch the baby as as it's going up there, and then throw it at like a switch across the way. Yeah, I was, I was. Do you not, remember that one? Yep, I do, and I skipped that one as well. I, it was, I just could not get the coordination down for for myself on the keyboard. That was, it was my own dumb fingers that could that were. So did you ever finish that stage? No, no? I you didn't. didn't finish I didn't. So the trick to that one, and this is the only thing that I didn't like about the game, is I kept trying. I was trying so damn hard to catch the baby as the baby was going up. Right. Uh huh. You can't. It's impossible. You can only catch the babies when they drop. 
So that was like the only complaint I had. <laughs> that you that you wanted to be able to catch babies in midair. Yeah, because it's it's a weird thing. Like what like what's like what's the rule behind that? And maybe there's a reason <laughs> for it. Maybe there's a reason like I don't know behind the scenes that I don't know of. But yeah, like you can only catch the baby after it hits his head on the ceiling and drops. You you can't catch it in midair. Yeah, and that was what I was trying to do for like. I think I was stuck on that stage for a while, and when I went back to it. I, like, stared at it forever, and I was like, well, what have I not tried? And I said, well, I haven't tried it when it fell yet. And that was what uh, got me to figure it out. And I did it, like, real quick. After I figured that out, I beat the stage in, like, a second. That's but, awesome. Uh, yeah, so that was my only complaint was just I thought that was a weird little quirk. But, I mean, come on, that is, like, the most minor. Yeah, that, that is a mi- – honestly, the, <laughs> the animations in it are great. The music is really good, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I – it's so obvious to see the the Super Mario World two kind of influence on this game, but but that's not I a like negative that you point. It Mar- I like that you called it Mario World two. Well, that's what it was called. I know, but it's <laughs> you're right. But most people just call it Yoshi's Island. I like that you acknowledged it as Mario World. 2. <laughs> I think it's because I hated it because it was Mario World two. I loved Mario World one, and I wanted Mario World two to be just you know more of the same of the original one, but. They should have just called it Yoshi's Island and never tagged it on with Mario World. That is true, but Yoshi's Island is probably maybe the secret best like Mario platformer. I I could agree with that, but I it was <laughs> it was not what I was expecting it to be. No, all. yeah, I understand that. But uh, you know, honestly, I really really loved it. I I thought that it was just out of all the games that I think we've done so far on the show, I think this one might be my might be my favorite, or if, if it's at wow. least in my top in my top three for sure. Hmm. Now, Randy, I want to bring up a point that you brought up in an email. Um, Steve, did you, you want? I'm sorry, you've been. Who cares very, about Steve? Uh, He's quiet. just hosting no, no, the sorry, show. Shut up, Steve. You guys go. I, I, in, all, <laughs> in all honesty, uh, I, I'm a little unprepared for this one. It's uh, I did not play it as much as you guys. Uh, I feel pretty bad about that, but I've I've had a little hectic couple of weeks here. I've probably only put in less than an hour. Um, a little less than an hour on it in, in in a few different sessions. So I didn't get as far. I only got about twenty stages in or so. And, okay. Uh, so I mean, I, I have an opinion of the game, but I, I feel bad that I didn't give it quite as much uh, time as you guys did. Um, but I, I I loved it as well. I think it's a great game. Um, I think the the presentation, the graphics. I, I had the same reaction as as uh, thinking that it, it reminded me a lot of Yoshi's Island, especially with the throwing of the babies, yeah. you know, kind of reminded me of like throwing the eggs and everything and using the way you throw the, throw the babies to flip switches and things like that kind of reminded me of the, the, the egg mechanic in, in Yoshi. Thank God there was no annoying, uh, you know, Krang Mario audio file yeah. to it. <laughs> um, and, and I had kind of the same reaction as far as the controls go. And this seems to be kind of a common thing. Uh, cause I, with the, uh, games that are done in flash because they don't have native controller support. I did actually, um, set up the joy to key. I had the program already, but I, I took the uh, config file they had already prepared for the 360 controller mm-hmm. and loaded that up and used it. And uh, it, I still found it to be a little off. I, I but and that's not. I don't blame that this game. I kind of just blame Flash games in general, really, because I've had that same issue with every one of these, like uh, Isaac, um, Patiri, Abobo. Like all the Flash games, when when you try to use Joy to Key, I just never feel like it's as responsive as it should be. See, all of those uh, I used keyboard, and I had a, I had a much better success. Yeah, with well, them. same deal. And and with this game as well, I ended up just ended up playing it on the keyboard because I, I same uh, uh, result is that I just 
wasn't satisfied with the controller and went back to the keyboard. And at the same time, the keyboard worked pretty good, but it just, it still, like, I, I would have loved to play this game with, like, an actual, on yeah. that built in a, a, a platform that, that has native controller support, because I it is a, a brilliant game, and I, I think it, it, if it had some sort of an official release, you know, through through some other channel that that uh, it, it would be pretty incredible. If I was at a con and somebody like managed to put this onto a cartridge on a SNES cartridge, I would buy it in a heartbeat. Oh, absolutely, yeah, for sure. Cool. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, that's uh, I was going to say I... about the control is uh, I th- I read today I think he plans on actually doing some kind of like patch or update where there will be like a like a native control, like it won't be through Joy to Key. Hmm. I don't know how he plans on doing it, but I did read that today. That's pretty That's awesome. Pretty I wish yeah, I no, wish yeah. he had I, honestly, and I I feel so bad about this because this is going to be the first show in a little while that we're not going to have a video version of it. I, I wish there was a way that this could be Fraps friendly, or or any other capture program kind of friendly. The the only people that I've actually seen with videos with this is actually uh, Josh from Indie Static, um, and he I think he was saying he used God I can't even remember what what video program he used. Mm. But uh, I'll give I'll give it a whirl with what I have tonight. Yeah, you and know what? See. There's um, because there's uh, it had a Mac version too, so I can try it on there and see if I can grab some footage. Uh, using I have a program called Screenium on the Mac that uh I use for re- doing like screencasts. Yeah. Work. Oh, cool. And, and uh, but you can target a window and just record that window. So I'll see if I can. Yeah, I've uh, tried using XSplit before, but I think you guys knew my disastrous results with XSplit. It was it was creating like. 300 frames per second avi files and and it was just yeah yeah. so i that (laughs) that is that is why we're not going to be seeing this one in video yet but uh you know that's it really yeah and randy what i was going to ask you before was um we were we had a quick discussion back and forth on email well not really back and forth but i just mentioned how i finished a game kind of quickly i was like well you know the game's kind of quick so you know just try and dedicate so and so much time to it um, and when I said how fast I got through it, you made a remark about how, oh, the the value of this game seems kind of pricey. Eight dollars for, you know, those two hours seems kind of pricey. But now that now that you've played it, you've kind of changed your tune. So yeah, yeah, because if if I were basing it off of like the time that you had said that you were gonna complete it, like basing off of Phil's killer side-scrolling <laughs> skills. Judging by the fact that you completed Project Black Sun in like way less time, I haven't even completed Project Black Sun yet. But, um, but you, <laughs> my, you just... my timer on that was three hours. Oh my Project god, Black. I hate you so hard! <laughs> <laughs> oh my, I think I probably put more than three hours into that just on Elder Speak episodes, and I haven't even beaten that first boss yet. <laughs> but knowing knowing that you have like really ridiculous skills at at, at uh, side scrolling video games, I, I think that you are the exception to the rule, sir. You are the savant uh, of in terms of in terms of side scrollers. I am not anymore. I, I apparently lost all my skills, you know, as soon as the three day three uh, D generation came around. But uh, I, you know, like, I, like you said, I got I got like four hours in, and I didn't even do any of the time challenges stuff. If I if I was a more competitive kind of guy, I would totally go back in and, and try to get faster and faster times. There, there was a time when I used to try to do that with the uh, like with Bionic Commando Rearm. There was a while when I was like trying yeah. to get faster and faster times. In fact, the only game now that I'm sort of competitive in right now is uh, Batman: Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. I think I'm in like, oh, like really? yeah, I'm I'm pretty highly ranked on on those games, but. 
Um, but but <laughs> I I would I say this is still worth it. I totally think this is worth it. Eight bucks, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I I mean I agree. Even though I got through it quickly, and I don't really have much of an intention to to do the speed runs because, well, I'll get off into that tangent in a second. But for me, like I've always. I never try to place the value of a game in how long it takes to get through the game. You know what I mean? Like, for me, I'd rather play the most amazing two-hour game in the universe and pay a couple dollars for it rather than play, like, this giant bloated piece of shit and pay, like, a similar price or $60 for it. You know what I mean? Journey like, is an, a perfect example of that. The game is, like, three hours long, but I think it's, like, 15 bucks. But it's it's worth it because it's it's uh-huh. so well-constructed. And this, I think, is... It's that same mentality. It might be short, but it's so sweet. It's worth it's worth the money that they're asking for. Yeah, and I mean, and if you are a time attack person, then that is where I mean, that's where the true value of the game comes in. The game is really it kind of turns into a speedrun game. It kind of actually reminds me of I know you guys haven't played it, but Mighty Switch Force on 3DS. I have not played that where one. No. You like rip through the game in no time. You're like, oh, I just finished this game in like an hour. But then, like, it kind of reveals itself to be a speedrun game. Like, that's what you get your value out of. And I did do all the speedruns in that, because that game was, like, like really short. It was, like, 16 stages versus this game has, like, hundreds mm-hmm. or 100 stages. Um, but, yeah, so it becomes a speedrun game. And that's kind of... I mean, that certainly appeals to a certain crowd. But I like the way the speedruns are done, because what happens is when you go back to a stage your ghost is there of your time, right? And you see exactly what you did to get through this stage. So it's cool because it gives you just this little bit more of an incentive to see exactly where you made mistakes, which I think is really smart. Yeah. Um, and then you can improve your time that way. And then what happens when you beat the, um, the par time that they have set, that unlocks the developer ghost and the developer ghost is like this little ninja and you just see him fly through the freaking stage in like a second <laughs> um and that is i beat one developer ghost by accident i wish i remember what stage it was i should have marked it down uh it was like the first time i did the stage i must have found some kind of i must have gone about getting through the stage in a way like maybe they didn't plan on someone to get through stage because i beat the developer time on the first time i did the stage so I must have done something weird. I wish I marked it down. But uh, but yeah, I don't know how you how you're supposed to beat those developer ghosts. But uh, it's cool. I I think it's it's a neat value. And and I actually did find myself playing some of the time attacks because I enjoyed the game enough and I got through it pretty quick. I I did. Um, what do you get? Like the what's the flower you get for doing the time attacks, Randy? The gold one or the or the blue Dude, one? Dude, I don't know. I didn't even really yeah, I didn't really even tinker with the time attacks. Okay. Um, I did, like, 35 wow. of the time attacks. Hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I got into it, but... And, and even after doing all that, I think my percentage uh, complete is, like, 40% or something like that. It's not a lot. So you still got a so, lot to go, basically. So there's lots to do. I mean, yeah, if you really get into it... And what's cool, too, is the stages are so tiny, which, when I was going through the game... Before, you know, like I said, it revealed itself to be this this time attack game. Um, I was kind of thinking the stages were maybe too short. Because um, you're just blowing through them. But actually, they're perfect for time attacks. Because they're so short that you think, okay, I can do it again. You know, I can I can beat this time mm-hmm. again. And, and you have no problem hit and retry. Because it only takes, like, on average, 20 seconds to clear a stage. Right. 
uh, if you if you know what you're doing. So it's I think it's pretty smart just the whole way it's set up. I really uh, really like it. Yeah. And oh, I had another thought too, and I lost it. I am I am terrible. But but yeah, I, I really like. I like the whole way it's set up, and like you guys said, um, it looks really nice. I like the I like the art. Um, it's cool that he, I, you know, it's all his own art, you know, and so he's definitely a talented dude, you know. Like he programmed, he made this game, he drew this game, <laughs> you know. Yeah. He does the whole the complete package. So yeah, I mean, I really I really digged it, dug it. Dig. Yeah, I think uh, I think eight dollars <laughs> is a great price point. Um... I Ooh. think it's well worth that. Yeah, I think so too. I was gonna say my my thought. Um, I would have loved to have, for this to have been a handheld game. It's perfect. And if oh, it yeah. ever becomes, <laughs> if it ever becomes a 3DS game, because you know what, man, 3DS game like 2D games on 3DS look awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would totally get it, Kyle, if you happen to be listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> because the time attacks are perfect for like when you're taking a shit on the toilet. <laughs> you know they are like you could probably just do you know you could try that one stage a couple of times real quick and then and that's it it's like perfect perfect for for handheld i would love this one i would definitely like i don't know how much i'm going to go back and play it now but if i had this on the go with me i'd probably play it all the time yeah and you, and you know what at the same time not not only would this be great for like a handheld but i i really hope that he I really hope that he explores this more. I hope that he does an offspring fling too. I think it's a great game, and I think that he's he's got solid concepts, you know, in place here. And uh, if you just made more puzzles and sold them for a couple of bucks, I'm certain people would buy them. You know, mm-hmm. and I was even thinking about this before the show. I thought to myself, boy, this is this might actually be one of the shortest shows we've ever done because it's it's just such a nice game and it's such a well built game. Like, what? How much can we really bitch about this game? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, the show's not about bitching either. I mean, that's true. Know, that's true. <laughs> I mean, we haven't bitched about the last few games. We've really liked them all. It's you know, we it's more about just exploring the game and you know, you know what we felt about it. Um, yeah, I don't know where I was headed with that thought, <laughs> <laughs> but I get you. You're you're right. It's not supposed to be just an hour of us just whining and complaining about the game. It's it's about uh, it's about the the intricacies of the entire experience and and. Uh, it's a short but sweet experience, and, and uh, I would, yeah, I would say it's like an indie version of Journey, you know? I mean, it's not the same kind of game, but uh, I, I don't know. I feel less satisfied after after playing it as I did with Journey. Good. Yeah. You know, speaking of Journey, I have ignored Journey. Really? Only, I don't, everybody says how good it is, and I believe them, sort of. But I wasn't too big on their other games. Like I didn't yeah. really like Flow, and I wasn't big on Flower. Yeah, so, uh, like... that I think I said this to you in a in another online conversation we had. But yeah, if you weren't into their other games, I don't think I don't know that you would really enjoy this one anymore. Really? Mm-hmm. I think this is totally I mean, different than Flow and Flower. I know, but it's still got that same kind of vibe. I think uh, I I loved. Don't get me wrong, I loved Journey. I, I had a great time playing it, and I loved Flower. I, I played the hell out of that game. Really? Um, even after I completed it, I went back and wow. was tr- redoing things and trying to find, you know, uh, make sure I got every single thing. Um, but I don't know that. Uh, just knowing how Phil felt about those games, I'm not sure that he would enjoy it. Hmm. I, I would say if they put out a trial on like PlayStation Plus or something, then definitely check it out. But yeah, for or or a sale maybe. But yeah, if they did like a half price, I'll probably do it. Yeah, just just knowing Phil, and this doesn't apply to. I'm not saying this is a recommendation to everybody. I'm just saying knowing Phil's. 
you know, taste with it, I, I would recommend demo or discount for it for him specifically for specifically phil but for everybody yes i i for anybody I, else go for it yeah in fact i think we're gonna be doing our video <laughs> review for it tonight and uh i gotta admit i mean right, I'm, cool. I'm gonna say that and i don't want to get too far off topic here on the show but i gotta admit i teared up at the end of that game wow yeah 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 the ending was was pretty pretty crazy wow so i'm very curious all right, I'm let's sorry. just say should, I didn't, want, get back I didn't want to send a thousand cupcakes to uh, but I don't but, have a. Uh, uh, never mind, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, but uh, yeah, I mean it's it's a great game, and um, and you know I, their whole story, I liked. As I was doing my research, when I was doing my research today, which consisted of going to this dude's website, um, to me it's kind of inspiring too. He's a young guy, he's like 25, and he's making this awesome game on his own time. And I don't like I've always wanted to get into like game design myself, um, and I never did. I you know I you know obviously I like making my cartoons and stuff like that, but I never I was always afraid to like program and get into that end of it. Even even with these like game editors that exist now, I don't know. I'm always like mm-hmm. kind of afraid of it, but I don't know. Like reading this stuff and listening to that one podcast, it's like pretty inspiring stuff. And it's kind of like, man, maybe I do want to try and make a game one day. Yeah. I don't know. Well, but, I would be. I've thrown out the uh, offer to work with you because my problem is the other end is that I can do the programming, but I don't have any ideas, and I don't have the artistic ability to do the stuff you do. So. Perhaps one day we will have to team up, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would love to. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it was cool stuff just reading about these guys today. I, I found myself getting into it more more than I thought when I set out to, uh, you know, come up with some stuff today. I, I kind of thought I was going to have a hard time finding much information. But, I mean, obviously this guy documented you – know, I keep calling this guy. Kyle documented a lot of stuff. And when I found that podcast and was listening to that, which I plan on wrapping up uh, tomorrow – um, yeah, I found myself just kind of getting into it, and I like this guy's work, and now I want to play more of his games, and I, I can't wait to see what he comes up with. Um, I'm going to follow this snapshot game, and, you know, maybe that's something we could do in the future on the show, and yeah, I, I, I really liked it. It was very cool. Just the whole, this whole experience of Offspring Fling for me was very cool. Did it, did it scratch your retro? Positive one. Because before we started this game, you were like, "Dude, we gotta go retro next time." Did this did this scratch your retro itch? Uh, no, because <laughs> because to, uh, here's the thing with here's the thing with a cool um a well done retro game. Not I don't want to say retro game. A well done game that calls back to retro games like this is the kind that is designed with, like, modern sensibilities. So, I'm not sure this game could have existed then, uh, because it doesn't... Because it has too many wild ideas, not in not in the sense of how the stages are laid out and stuff like that, but, well, kind of. Just how it's built around, like, the, the, the speed runs and just the stuff with the ghost and all that. Like, I don't, th- I don't think it... I don't think somebody would have thought of this game, uh in the same exact way that they did here um, in the mid-90s. So, 
Am I making sense here, or am I kind of losing? Dude, guys? if no, uni I, racers I get... could have existed on the SNES, I think that this could have existed on the SNES. Well, <laughs> I don't mean that in like, I don't think the SNES could have ran it. I don't, I don't mean that. Like, okay, look at a great example is Mega Man Nine. Yes. Right. You know what makes Mega Man Nine like? It, that is an amazing game. It's a great Mega Man game, right? Mm-hmm. You know, up there, people say up there with two and three. So. You know, if you when you play all the Mega Man games back to back, you know all freaking ten of them. Uh, you know, there's obviously a bit of fatigue, and it's like, well, why why is Mega Man four through, uh, you know, eight? Why 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 are those Mega Man games not that good? What what is it that? Why do they not work like the other ones do? You're still fighting eight robots. You still get the eight powers. Um, and I'm I'm getting lost in my own thoughts here a little bit, <laughs> but. What made Nine so good was that it was made with like the mindset of a current day developer. Like they knew past mistakes, and they were able to build this game around what what it made a good Mega Man game good. And and they stripped things back. You know, they removed this slide. They did stuff like that. You know, the way the powers were built around like you, powers weren't required to get through stages. They never are until you're in the you know the the castle stages. But the way you could use those powers. Um, in the eight robot stages and how they would help you that because that game even had like a kind of a speed run element to it as well um when you really got into it and just the way you could use those abilities to get through stages faster you know they couldn't have designed a Mega Man game like that back in the day like they just didn't they didn't think that way and i feel like offspring fling kind of follows that same mindset so when you ask me if you know it didn't. If it scratched my itch for a retro game, no, because I want to play a game that doesn't have, you know, those modern day design philosophies behind it. I like kind of that archaic. Um, I got gotcha. you. Like they're a flawed built. classic. Yes, a flawed exactly. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, big big tangent there. Sorry, no, sorry no, about that's that. Fine. But uh, no, but I see. Yeah. I get what you're saying though. Yeah. Yeah, it is not a slight on that on Offspring Fling at all, but it just uh yeah, it didn't satisfy my itch because you know, I want to play the the true the true game built in that period with that mindset. Woof. We'll see what we'll see what the future holds in the next few weeks. Yes. But the future for um next game club might as well segue into that. Yep. Next time around, we're going to be playing the game Legend of Grimrock. Me, Grimrock! <laughs> <laughs> On the PC. Yep. As is, I think it's the only place it's available right now, right? Yep, that's right. That's right. It just actually Randy released yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Grimrock is a... Cl- it just released yesterday? Yeah. Yeah, the 11th. Didn't you? Yep. Oh, yeah. you, you had an early review? I did. For Grimrock? I did. I lucked oh. out. Yeah, I, I really did. I lucked out. Wow. And uh, But uh, it is it is a classic dungeon crawler in the sense that, uh, you know, it's... there. There's no hand-holding in this game at all. All the all the dun- all the traps and all the puzzles and stuff you've got to figure out all on your own, and and uh, it is a it is a hard game, but it is not an impossible game. And and I got to say that I was I was very frustrated with it, but when I figured things out, I was very satisfied with it at the same time. So I've I've already played the game, and I know what my thoughts are going to be. But uh, I'm interested in in hearing what uh, what your two thoughts will be on this game as well, um, be- cool. because it's uh, it's kind of this re- revisiting of a of a 
I don't know of a dead genre or an almost dead genre in in a retro a retro genre. Yeah, I don't even know what to know if it's a retro genre. It's just a genre that that yeah because everybody leans towards doing certain types of of video games that that certain types of genres you're just kind of going away and stealth genres are going to be going away too. I mean, at the pace that we're going right now, we're going to be seeing fewer and fewer stealth games. That's that's a shame. It is. It's it, and yeah. stealth gaming is like my my favorite kind of uh, video games. But uh, this is a, a classic um, grid based dungeon crawler. And in fact, if you were hardcore enough, you can actually turn off the auto map on it, and you can break out the old yeah. grid paper and draw out your own maps and everything like that while you're exploring it. Wow. Yeah. 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 It sounds like it could be fun. Nice change up uh, from from kind of the styles that we've played. We've done a lot of like two D stuff. Yeah, the last couple. Here's my prediction. I'm, I'm predicting Steve is gonna like it. Phil will not. <laughs> you, could, you could be right. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be good. We'll we'll have some good debate going on next time. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Give it a shot. I've never played many. Um, well, I mean, I guess I'll save all this for the next episode, but well, here's the I've thing. Played for, many for right now, crawlers like this. For right now, it's Grimrock. But if we run into a technical issue where where your machine might not be able to run it, we might have to do mm. we might have to do a, a, a last minute change of of lineup. So yeah, I better figure that out right away. Then yeah. So that I mean, that's that's <laughs> just what it is. As of right now, it'll be Grimrock. If not, I really, really have been eyeing up Castlevania Super Castlevania Four. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can get behind that. Oh yeah, I can get behind that. <laughs> <laughs> Been really eyeing up Super Castlevania Four, but uh, you know, capturing that one might be a little bit uh, a little bit difficult. Fun fact about that game: I used to be able to beat it in one life. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. That is very impressive. Yeah. Back in the day, man. Especially especially that one stage uh, with the um, when you're climbing up, it's towards the end one of the like last three stages you're climbing up the the, the steps and that gear is chasing you and the steps are falling behind uh-huh. you uh-huh yep Ooh, that's so hard yep Ooh. yeah there was tons of there was tons of nifty tricks that you could do to get around all that like uh there, there was the part where it's the the gear elevators where you like whip the elevators and go up and down if you yeah. actually hold on to those elevators while they go off screen you don't die and you can actually come up ah. the other side but anyway cool so that that's what it'll be it'll be grimrock if your machine can run it Super Castlevania Four, if it can. I should I should have tried to test this before we uh, recorded the episode. Ah, Don't worry about it. We can, be... always, we can always put it out on Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff to let people know that uh, if we have to change it. So it's Grimrock with an asterisk. I might I might lie. I might lie now. I'll be like, yeah, this game is wrong. It'll be an awesome so, guys, show, guys. I just down I just downloaded it. Don't run. <laughs> It'll be an awesome show next episode, regardless of of what game we go with. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah. yeah. So, yes, be sure to head over to eldergeek.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch TV, all those great places. If you're subscribing to the show through iTunes or Zoom or any other place like that, please, 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 please give us some reviews, some ratings. <laughs> we would uh, greatly appreciate it. And, uh, you know, if not, maybe tell a friend about the show. You know, we, we're always looking for more listeners, more people to uh, participate and uh, we always appreciate any support you guys can give us. So thank you very much. Very cool. Oh, and if you're listening to the uh, MP3 version of this show, which I guess there may only be an MP3 version of this show, this episode, um, and you're hearing the music from Offspring Fling, uh, it's all available on um, uh, on Bandcamp. 
and you can buy that for I believe five dollars, right, Steve? Five dollars, yeah. You can you can give more if you like, but five dollars is is the the minimum, which uh, is a pretty good deal mm-hmm. for such an awesome soundtrack. So yeah, absolutely. Head over to Bandcamp and just do a search on there for Offspring Fling, and you'll find it. Yeah, very cool. And uh, yeah, I guess that's <clears throat> that. About does it. Yep. So thank you very much, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. We'll see you in a couple weeks for Legend of Grimrock. For myself, Steve, Bill, and Randy, thank you very much. See you guys.